I do say on my Hinge profile, um, I'm looking for somebody funny, smart, and willing to avenge my death if I'm murdered. Um, okay. So okay. Yeah. if I'm murdered, at least somebody, hopefully my partner is willing to avenge my death. But yes. I don't have a hunch about how I'm going to die. I don't want to have a hunch about how mm-hmm. I'm going to die. No. Hope it's in my sleep. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome back to another episode. We are here, chilling, been talking. We always say we're going to record, and then like an hour and a half to two hours later, we're like, and we should probably record now. <laughs> I think anybody who has a podcast can relate to that. Well, also, we live on the opposite side of the country, so... Not only is it our recording time, it's also our catch-up time. Yeah. For those that are new, like, I, th- I feel like they, don't, they would not know that we're cross-country. Besties. Besties. Unless mm-hmm. like, you have been listening to us like, since last year, since I moved out to Los Angeles. But yeah, we are, we're not in the same room right now. No, haven't <laughs> been in fact. quite some time. Will be soon. Yes. Will be soon. For your batch. Which it's gonna be. I can't believe I just said the word batch as I know. A like I feel like you're like a go Kappa Sig. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Bama Rush talk or something on my. Okay, I don't know. Somehow, I am addicted. Somehow, I honestly accidentally got there, and I'm very just like confused. Like, I love it because Blue I- Lemon has made so many clothes with this Alabama freaking. A on it, and I'm like, okay, lemon, freaking Lily Pulitzer, like all the bitches are just shelling out, and I just love to see how much effort they put into all of this because I didn't, I wasn't in a sorority, so I don't know what it's like. You do, it's a cult. It's a very interesting place, and if it's for you, then great, but it was not for me. We all know this. We all heard my horror stories, and if you haven't, I don't know what episodes they're on, so just go listen to all 100 plus. <laughs> 145? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of cults, I've been, you know, here again with the Bachelorette update. <laughs> speaking you of Bachelorette like, and are you cults. Like, are you like tied to the couch to have to watch this or are you just so invested now that you have to finish? I'm, Is it like one of those like tasks yeah. you have to just do? I'm like here. I'm, I'm okay. here. I'm, sh- I'm strapped in. Like I'm just like voluntarily strapped in, but I'm just okay. like, you know what? Okay. I got to see the end. I, it's like watching a car wreck. Like you can't look away. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. That's why there's traffic. That's why there's the, the bystander effect. Everyone, yeah. Exactly. Everyone just turns their head to look. Yeah. Because, like, you actually do want to, like, like, I'm always like, oh, I really hope they're okay. <laughs> I'm like, they're probably not. So Hannah's <laughs> fake as fuck. <laughs> no, that was, like, a genuine, wait, why is that fake? <laughs> You're like, oh, I want to help, but... Uh, honestly, oh, well, you oh, almost, I've been go. in a car with you though, when we drove past a car, like on fire and you were so distraught after this. And I was like, Hannah, we're on the other side of the highway. There's literally nothing you can and do. Had, you are a five two girl and we and have a puppy Stella. with us. And she was like a puppy puppy. Cause we were going, we were going to a coffee shop together and yes. I was like, we have to stop. And you were like, we have Stella. I was I was, like, you oh, were yes. so distraught because you were so worried that there, someone was going to die. I'm like, Hannah. 
There's burly men helping this person. What the? I was you're like, 5'2". Two. What the fuck like, are you going to do? I was like, they can't get the door open. Do you see them? They can't get the door open. I was like freaking out. I really hope those people are okay. Like, I, li- I legitimately think you forgot what size you are. I, <laughs> I definitely. Like, I was like, I can, I can break in. I got this. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Hannah. Meanwhile, or- the car's like smoking. And I'm like, um, I, you know, I don't even have gloves. Like, there's nothing for me to... My hands from burning. <laughs> I'm not, I, I just look at the situations and I'm like, there's literally nothing I can contribute. I would mm-hmm. only make the situation worse. Worse. Oh, 100%. So with my anxiety. To avoid another car wreck happening. I'm going to, you know, that was another thing. You were slowing down. I was like, Hannah, you're going to cause you're another like, car go. wreck. We are on the highway. Drive. Keep going. <laughs> we're going to be late. Drive like we're in a hurry. <laughs> not even going to be late. You're stopping in the middle of the fucking highway. Drive. <laughs> Well, everyone else was like pulling off and getting out of their cars. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I feel like such a bad human for just continuing to drive. Again, like, they, they were probably men. It was good. It was a good decision. It was good. It was yes. Good. Yes. Oh, man. But yes, Colt, Bachelor, back to that. What is happening? So <laughs> what hasn't happened, Anna? Basically, I am starting a petition for Tyler Norris to... Become the next Bachelor. Because here's the thing. I have a theory that if you just go on to the show and your name is Tyler, th- you more than likely are hot. Like, I don't <laughs> the think they accept ugly Tylers. Because we had Tyler C. And that man is still a Greek god in my eye. And it, he's just too big now to be the Bachelor. Like, the, he's never going to yeah, be the Bachelor. Yeah, he's he's surpassed what what they need. So I'm voting for this new Tyler, Tyler Norris to come on and be the bachelor because he's approachable. He's like five ten. He's a short okay. King. Okay. We do love a short King. And he's like 33. He's from Jersey city. So he, and his family owns like all these, um, concessions and like rides on a, on one of the Jersey boardwalks. Um, how fun. So yeah, fun job. He runs it and works with his family and friends. I'm like, this is a blast. We, you enjoy your every single day. And this man is just so cute. He's hot. Like, homeboy is ripped. Like, he is. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to pull up a photo because you're homeboy like he, is ripped. You're like, I could literally bake. Bake? What? I could literally I could cook wash some my laundry. Eggs. Oh. I could wash my laundry on his apps. I was thinking food. You were not. <laughs> no. No. Hold on. I'm about to pull up a photo for you. Move it over. Oh. Mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely could be I drying I will some insert clothes. a photo on the uh, Instagram story. Do you wash Instagram clothes story. on that thing, or do you dry them? You wash them. You wash them. Look oh. at those abs. Mm-hmm. That's literally like one of those old school washing things, like he's, metal but he, things. But his face is fucking adorable. I like his tat. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he is just so cute. And last night, like, he, so basically, he had not had, we are at Hometowns. And he is, like, the only guy that's at hometowns who has not had a one-on-one date with Rachel. Oh, and, gosh. Yeah. And if Rachel had stopped fucking crying and gone on these fucking dates with these men, maybe he would have. But... Dang, I'm not sure I would want to go, like, meet the parents if I didn't even so, meet the girl. <laughs> so, uh, basically, they're at his hometown, and she he's taking her on the boardwalk, and they run into some of his friends, and she meets his friends and like she it starts putting on like pressure for her because she's realizing like oh god like i'm meeting his friends 
and I still feel like I barely know him. And now I'm going to go meet his family. And like, that's just so nerve. It's, it's all hitting her at once. And she feels really bad because she's like realizing that she doesn't really know this guy. And she knows how important it is for his parents because they told him, like, don't bring another girl home unless you think this is the one. And oh, so okay. it's a lot. She just feels bad. And so this boy sits her down on a bench on the boardwalk. Also, side note, that's a lot of pressure to put on somebody from a parent. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I would just like to note, I, I will not be doing that to my kids. Anyways, but, continue. <laughs> I'm not even getting into it. Uh, I, there's, <laughs> Tyler's so cute, though. but And he is sitting on this bench, and he's like, you know, I don't think I'm falling in love with you. Like, I am in love with you. And he's just going on about how amazing he thinks Rachel is and just right just this whole soliloquy and not catching a fucking clue because homegirl's looking around and I'm like if the person you're telling I'd love you to is not making direct eye contact with you and it's like looking around maybe shut the fuck up but um his poor precious little romantic heart just keeps going and she stops him and she's like, I, I, like, I can't do this, and I can't go home and meet your parents, knowing what they've like told you and everything, and knowing how how you feel. Like, and maybe it's my fault because we haven't had a one on one, but I just, I just don't know if we're ready. And the whole thing was that she realized the like the hometown night she had before was so much more. The connection was so much more stronger, and mm-hmm. she's just like, you know. This is my second hometown day, and I'm realizing you know, the other ones I've gone on are a lot, you know, stronger connection. And, like, I just don't feel like we're there yet, and I don't think we're going to get there in time for the engagement. And yeah. he fucking calms her down. It's like, it's okay. You don't have to apologize. Like, I just want to thank you because being with you has taught me that I can love again. And, you've al- and I want to thank you for allowing me to love again. And I'm like, can I date this man? Yeah, once he becomes the bachelor, you can put in your application. Bitch, I, you think I won't? Think I, I won't? I think you should. I think so I should, fun. too. I think I should, too. I'm 5'2". I look good next to him. <laughs> I I will support it again. Like, since look, at, look at those time. thighs. You're like, <laughs> back, to the, back to the thighs. <laughs> so That's so funny. Yeah, this this boy is just so adorable. I cannot get over it. So, uh, yeah, catch me on the next season of The Bachelor. <laughs> I would watch it for you. I would watch but, it for you. So, yeah, I, I, was, I loved him so much. And what the fucked up thing was is that they still sent the fucking cameras to Tyler's house. And so his family didn't know that Rachel wasn't showing up. And so they're sitting there talking, like so excited. And then Tyler walks in. They're like, Oh my God, we can't wait to meet her. Like we're so excited. And he's like, she's not coming. Like we broke up and they're like, what? And they're devastated. And you can tell like this family is like good vibes. It's a good vibe family. Like they're all just like, they love him and they're just like so excited for him and everything. And so then we go to her next fucking one-on-one. I haven't even got to Gabby because Gabby's fine. We don't need to worry about her this week. You're like, Gabby's, <laughs> Gabby's got the green light. We're good Gabby's to go. Gabby's fine. We don't need to worry about her hometowns, honestly. I said there, there was one guy who I don't even like, and I don't remember his name. He's the ugliest one out of all of them, was like 
telling his mother, I don't know if I'm ready to get down on one knee and I don't know if I ever want to get married. And I'm like, why the fuck are you on this show? Do do you know that the end of the Clearly your buddies must have set you up for this shit, but what the fuck do you think is the premise? Yeah, that's true. So we can forget about him um, because I don't even think that she's going to end up with him. I think she's going to end up with Eric. And, yeah, and Eric's... Wait, you know, who is going to end up with Eric? I think Gabby's going to end up with Gabby, Eric. Gabby, Gabby, okay. Sorry, I forget there's two of them. I think it's Gabby's okay. going to end up with Eric, <laughs> because Eric is the most solid one. Eric has been, like, affirming her, saying, like, I am falling in love with you, all right. these things. She right. got along great with his family, and they were all like, you know, we support you, like, you know, you're, you know what you're doing, you're adults. And I'm like, thank you. That's yeah, what we want to hear. Thank That's you. Very true. Then you get to Rachel... Who oh, goes no. to Tino's house? Who Tino Wait, has been Tino her number one? Tino is the one. one that you, yeah, because that was like, uh-oh. nah, he's no longer my number one. Because I think that's still who she's gonna go with. I don't think that's who she should go with. I think the two men she should have gone with, she's fucking sent away. With one was Jordan, that was her first one on one she ever went on, and then now Tyler. So clearly Rachel doesn't know how to pick men. <laughs> Do, do any of these bachelorettes know how to pick men? No. And let's face it. If I was the bachelorette, y'all all would be yelling at me, too. I know I'm it. Like, I'm <laughs> oh, trust me. I'm aware. I'm fully aware that I have the outsider perspective of this entire situation. That's okay. That's so, okay. we, I mean, Tino's been great. Tino, I think, so far has been really good. We go to his fucking hometown. And his parents, while I get they're being protective of his son, were mm-hmm. just fa- fucking rude. Oh, and I'm that's like, do you not realize you're on national television and just being so fucking patronizing and condescending? His mother was like, let's face it, this isn't real. And Rachel's like, well, it is like it is real. And she's like, I don't understand how you can like fall in love like in two months in this bubble. And I'm like, and she was like, let's face it, this isn't real. And she's like, well, it is real. Like we are dating, you know, this is a relationship. And. While she wasn't, Rachel wasn't giving the best answers to her father, his father, his father was a fucking dick and she had more restraint than I would have had because we all know if he had given his line of questioning to me, I would have gone off and been like, you know what, Tino, you're not even worth it. This is what your parents are like. I don't even want to get in a relationship with you because it's a red flag to me if your parents are acting like this. I don't want to put up with that for the rest of my life. Mm. His father was basically being like, like, what do you like? What do you know and like about Tino? But the attitude that, he, like, while valid question, the attitude was coming like, you know, what the fuck was his kindergarten teacher's name? Do you know what his best friend's oh, favorite color was yeah. in the fifth grade? Yeah. And, like, Rachel wasn't honestly giving that great of questions. She kept talking about how, you know, genuine he is and how honest he is and how um, he's just the best attitude. Very surface level stuff. Yeah. And I feel like if I was in that line of questioning, you either get super defensive or you honestly just forget everything and don't know what to say because you're just so flabbergasted by the line of questioning and the attitude being thrown at you that I don't blame her if she honestly just drew, was drawing a blank and couldn't think yeah, of anything. It was just panicking. She's being like drilled, basically. Yeah. And that was the whole attitude of it. And basically, like, just giving the whole vibe that they didn't give the approval of this whole thing. And it's like, yes, you can be protective of your child, but 
this is a two-way street. Like, she and Tino are in a relationship, not she, Tino, and his parents. So, like, I don't get, like, what this is all about, where this energy is coming from, but it's really toxic, and I would look at it as a red flag and would not want to be in that relationship. And I think it's also even bigger red flag and maybe he was just trying to like calm her down but afterwards Rachel was like Tino I don't think they liked me he's like oh no they adored you like are you sure she's like what are we in the same house like I really don't think we were in the same conversation and then he even tries to soothe her down even more by you know saying that he's falling in love with her Mm. and I'm like I feel like he's using that as like a not a manipulator but like a I don't know. Like I don't know. To, I feel like you're just trying to mend the situation. Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. I don't really know. But hmm. yeah, it was not looking good. Was not great. So, um, but I will say the highlight for Rachel's night, because I feel like she was just having bad night after bad night, like with Tyler and then Tino. The first hometown she went on was with Zach and Zach's uncle is Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> He's that guy. Um, I don't know what the Stop. actor's real name is, but, but yeah, his uncle is the guy, the voice of Kronk. That's enough of a reason to get married right then. She was getting more, she was getting along, like there was more chemistry with him than there was with any other guy on this season. And I'm like, you should go with him. Pat, Patrick. Emperor's yeah. New Groove. Yes. yes. Why, why did you decide to choose this one? Kronk. Kronk, honestly. He's related honestly, to Kronk. How could I not? I mean, <laughs> that's really cool. That's hilarious, though. He was there and everything. That was really cool just to see that. Like, so. You have to be here because you were Kronk. <laughs> I, you're Please be my ticket. Present. You're my ticket to win. I you, need you here, Pat. You are the ticket. Please come. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's been The Bachelorette. I cannot wait to see next week's episode because it's going to be the mental all. Mm-hmm. And there's just looks like there's a lot of drama in the last couple episodes, so it's gonna be really interesting to mm, see. We do love a good dramatic season. The most dramatic season ever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever okay, you so gotta say. Speaking of Bachelorette though, mm-hmm. how's the wedding planning going? You're getting so close. No, but I'm getting excited for the Bachelorette. It's super close. So yeah, I feel like we'll have more updates as like things get rolling, but I'm just kind of in like I'm trying to stay calm, but I'm starting to get a little frazzled, frazzled. Yes. But I guess it leads into my captivation. So I have you to thank for this. Oh, what did I do? Um, once upon a time, what I, else asked, can I could take credit once for Once upon a time. I asked, I know for real. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I gotta give Emily credit. Where's credit's <laughs> due? I asked her for suggestions <laughs> from Crate and Barrel. And let me tell you. Emily does not play when she gives <laughs> suggestions because I think she sent me like 30 links. Bitch, um, I love shopping with not my money. Yes. So anyways, <laughs> one of your suggestions made it to my list and it's the, I'm going to butcher this, but it's the Caliente Round Jute Woven, 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 Woven Placemats from Crate and Barrel. They are so cute. Okay, disclaimer, they smell like crap. I don't know what they have been, like, coated in, but they smell. I'm sure they're going away. we, like, have them out on our table, which we're hopefully getting a new table, like, within the next year. But so I'm hoping they'll just, like, 
the air, the like smell will just like dissipate and like go away. Sure. But, um, but I love them. Everyone at the shower was like, oh my God, those are so cute. I'm so used to rectangle, because you know, all these Southern women, I'm so used to rectangle placemats. Now, <laughs> like, yes, I'm just going to say, okay, you were on FaceTime me at your next bridal shower, right? Yes. You've told me. All I'm going to say is right now, I have a reputation to of, uphold of giving the best gift at showers. And okay. I feel like I, while it might not be the most expensive gift, because I saw that you had fucking like $100 like pillows on your registry or something. I don't know. You are the one that told me to put all of the Probably. things I could ever yes. desire. No, yes, I did. I did. I did. However, it may not be the most like expensive thing, but it is the most fabulous thing okay and we do love fabulous. um it wasn't on your registry that's fine so i had i, I got permission you. to freestyle yeah, but well, uh you're you like yeah i don't want Susie q to freestyle i really yes. hope people give me some money i'm like feeling like i'm gonna be getting some <laughs> gift cards and i'm gonna need you to give me some dollars some cash okay, i didn't i didn't do that part not you um, not you not you yeah. just anyone else <laughs> but i just gotta say i probably got the i probably gave you the best gift that's all Okay, I'm here for it. I will. I will Facetime you. That's all. I, that's all. I, that's all I asked for. Okay. Okay. We'll do. Um, my captivation. Thank you so much for asking. Is <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get fired for my own job. Is <laughs> another show. Surprise! 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 But it is a comfort show. It's one that if you love podcasts, you're gonna love and you're gonna want to listen to it or watch. I should say, it is. Only Murders in the Building, season two. We all know that I loved season one. Wait, and is the cor- it with Selena? Yes, it's with, gotta keep an eye out for Selena. Yes, and Martin okay. Short and yes. Steve Martin. They are the I stars do love of it. Steve Martin. <laughs> yes, they are. It's such my comfort show. Like, season one, I watched at the height of quarantine. I think it's like when it came out, and I loved it. It's just, it's a good feel good comedy but with like a little bit of true crime aspect to it and you're trying to solve this like mystery but you have fucking selena gomez martin short and steve martin behind the wheels of this true crime podcast that they're trying to create and solve this murder so it's just like feel good at the same time and season two was just as great just as suspenseful and i'm so excited for season three when that comes out because they're going to add paul rudd onto the cast so it's just going to get even better so yeah i i I love it i'm not going to go too much into it because i feel like a lot of people know about only murders in the building but if you haven't watched it and you're wanting just like a feel-good show to watch and you like solving mysteries definitely watch it it's nothing cheesy we're like oh like i already know who like the killer is or whatever like i literally put the pieces together in the last couple like two episodes of who I thought like the killer was. So yeah. they do a really good writing on the show and it's genuinely hysterical. Like Martin Short is so fucking hysterical. He's one of my favorite comedians and I think he kills it. So does Steve and Selena, but that's yeah. so fun. I love that. I need to watch that. Like when I need like something, cause I love like Nancy Drew vibes. Yeah. Like, it's literally you know. like if you had like, I don't know, like, a, a true crime podcast, like, that mm-hmm. kind of, like, sleuthing and everything, but you had, like, the humor of, like, New Girl, in a way. Oh, my <laughs> like, gosh. That's, like, yes. Okay, that's the I best way I can describe it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, I laugh, but it's, like, even better than New Girl. Oh, and I love New Girl, so. Okay. Yeah. 
It's on my list of whenever Blaine's not here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I, I think it's definitely, like, watch it, like, when you're, like, by yourself, like, with the dogs and everything. It's mm-hmm. a really, you know, glass of wine and everything. Yes. So before we get into today's episode, obviously, we have our own podcast. Clearly, you're listening to it. We have over 145 episodes. We talk about different captivations in every episode. So if you're always wondering, like, what we are captivated by, you can listen to every episode. We also have a highlight in our Instagram on it's like a, a actual like story highlight. You can go check out and see what we have loved in every episode. There's clothes, different content on there. You can always see what we're loving. And we always love to know what you love as well. So you can let us know on Instagram and our DMs at the Gallus Guide Pod. You can also follow us on our personals at Emily Elise and hers is at Hannah Nicole Adams. We always talk about different things on this podcast from dating to relationships to friendships to self-care, self-love and spirituality and healing. So make sure you guys are following us on any platform, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It really helps us out. And we're going to get into a couple ads and then we will get into today's episode. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account. PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. For today's episode, we actually heard a couple other podcasts doing this, and we've done something similar to this on our show already. We had an episode about questions you should ask to get to know someone, and these were questions that... I genuinely came up with, and I think it was a list of 40 questions. I've played them on first dates before, and while they, you do get to know somebody, it's very surface level that you're getting to know somebody. Yeah. So it's really just cute, fun, easy way to break the ice. But if you are wanting to grow deeper with your partner or you are wanting to really, like, you're going to Bachelor, and honestly, you need great questions to ask to get to know somebody because you only have, like, five seconds with whoever the Bachelor Bachelorette is. New York Times came out with a list of 36 questions back in 2015, I believe. Mm-hmm. That is 36 questions to lead to love. And I've actually played this with, like, on the set of my film that we made last year. We oh, were playing it yeah. between takes. But it went viral, and it was actually inspired by real psychologist research on how intimacy forms and has been backed by marriage therapists and a ton of um, relationship coaches who really attest to this working. And the gist of it is that you should fall in love with the person you're doing it with by the end of it or be leading towards more emotional vulnerability with this person. Um, The so-called 36 questions to fall in love are a set of questions developed in the 1990s by psychologist Arthur Aaron and Elaine Aaron and other researchers to see if two strangers can develop an intimate connection just from asking each other a series of increasingly personal questions. So by each level you go, they do get deeper and deeper. And we're really putting to a test of how vulnerable 
me and you are, which is what we're going to do today. We're going to go mm-hmm. through the 36 questions and you guys can follow along with us and do them yourself. It is on the New York Times, but it, it, the experiment became massively popular after the New York Times Modern Love column published an essay by Mandy Lynn Catron. Catron, I think that's how you say her name, in 2015, about her experience trying the questions with an acquaintance whom she actually went on to marry. Oh, so, so cool. I it's always cool think it's awesome. The, yeah. It's cool to know, like, the story behind it or, you know, the history behind it or whatever. Yeah, I think it's great. And I've had friends that I've done it on dates, like like fifth date in or something like that. And they've said that it really helped them get over, like, the fear of being vulnerable. And it really allowed them to get to know the person a lot better. I've never done it with a date. I think it'd be awesome to watch me just go on my next first date and I'm going to whip out these questions, like whip out the fucking New York Times and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think this is great, like for best friends to do. I think this is also great for like partners, like you guys are getting married and I feel like you and Blaine could sit down yeah. and do this one evening and it would be really like, great to like, you learn new side things, like things you probably already knew about him, but you can have a chance to go deeper in it. And you, there's other things that are out there like this, like we're not really strangers, which we've, we have also done on this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a lot longer of a game. And I have done that with men I've dated and have not gotten the results that I wanted out of it because mm-hmm. it was been early on in the dating process that we had done it. Yeah, it was like almost and, too early. Yeah, I thought it'd be a fun way to get to know them, but they were fucking bored. So, oh, fun, awesome, rock stars, <laughs> rock stars, <laughs> just we love it. So, yeah, shall we get started with them? Yes, let's do it. Do you want me to ask you first, or sure, you ask me? Okay. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a d- dinner guest? And they get one. Hmm. Oh God! And see, this is another thing too. I don't have any prepared answers for no, any of do these. I. Yeah, neither do I. So, But I guess we're just going like top of our heads. Mm-hmm. I have two people that come to mind. Um, I okay, guess we'll, tell, tell us both. <laughs> okay. They're both film people. Uh, of course. Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Sorkin. Okay. Who is a famous screenwriter, one of my favorite screenwriters. He wrote the entire West Wing, but he also wrote The Social Network. Um, so many other things that are amazing. I can't think of them right now. But... <laughs> Uh, he is a brilliant screenwriter. He really harnessed the whole talking and walking thing that you see a lot in TV and film. And I think he's just brilliant. And I would love to know more about his process um, and how he's a writer. But I also would really love to sit down and talk with Phoebe Waller-Bridge because she is also a screenwriter that I love. She created the show Fleabag and Killing Eve, and she also wrote the latest Bond movie. But Mm -hmm. I would love to get to know her process more because I think that her comedy is really witty and really brilliant, but she also does drama in a really sharp way as well. And I would love to just know her process. Um... And then I'm going to add a third one in there, too, for shits and giggles. Um, Harry Styles, because it's Harry fucking Styles. <laughs> Who would the okay, fuck would well, not want to eat with Harry fucking Styles? That, that's very true. That's very. It's true. probably the worst answer ever, but that's the first no. thing that came to mind. No, as three people came to mind for me. <laughs> all musicians, all women, all people I aspire to be. Uh, Taylor Swift. Because oh my God, I think yes. she is a literal genius, a lyrical genius, a marketing genius. Um, I want to know all of the things from her. I feel like 
she is just like a plethora of knowledge that mm-hmm. I want to like put into my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn and Stella, also another musical That'd be fun. genius. And she's fun and she's young. Um, I love her lyrics. I want to know mm-hmm. all about her process. And I also want to know how she, well, she's Lynn and Stella, but how she like finds all these other people to collaborate with her on her albums. Mm-hmm. And then the third person is Maggie Rogers because she produces or she produced a lot of her own music. And I would love yeah. to just like tap into that side of music and learn more about like how, how she learned what she did, if it was just trial and error, all the things. Um, so those are my three. That I thought of off the top of my head. So um, the right. second question is really redundant for us. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> Would you like to be famous, and in what way? I think we can kind of collectively say this one. Um, yeah. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. No. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> say obviously. <laughs> we don't want to be famous or anything. Not at all. We don't I don't have, have a master's. De- I don't have a master's degree in film. Um, I'm not, you didn't just do a music video for me. We're not out here singing and doing funny shit on TikTok. I didn't move to Los Angeles, California. <laughs> I text my producer from Nashville like weekly. Like, you know, we're, we just, we're just, we're just hanging out. Like, because we're, we're just hanging. Yes. I'm aware that fame comes with a price. It is. It, yes. it does. Uh, but, and a lot of people always like, well, do you want to be rich or do you want to be famous? And both. Both. <laughs> But I'm already doing what I want to do, like making films and everything. Yeah. For no money. <laughs> and right. it's not that like getting money would incentivize me. It would just make my life easier to make more. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I definitely agree with that sentiment. Like I, I also just love money. So yeah. like give it to it, me. Yes. Yes. But, but yeah. with fame, I say that I want to be famous because fame is how you get recognition Mm-hmm. for your art and it's how you continue are able to continue to make more of it mm-hmm. because people then know your name you there's a lot of trust that goes behind that when they're able to put a product to a name and they're want they're going to be able to want to fund that more especially with film and True. give you more money and allow you to create more art and allow you to be in control of it and um, trust your opinion and judgment on a lot of those creative decisions. So, yeah, that's why I want the fame. So it makes it my life easier to continue to make art. And I would also like to be compensated for that art so then I could have more time to do that as my full job. There you have and it. And not have to uh, work another job. Because yes. to me, like... While fame does not equal success, success to me is being able to do my art mm-hmm. and as my job. And, like, I don't have to have, like, another job. And I, you know, can also make do my art and when I want to. And I think that yeah. comes along with fame is that yeah. I can make a film when I want to, not because I have to, because I need that source of income. Right. Yeah, that's true. There's that so, level of, like, you're not, it's not. It's freedom in a way. It, yes. Yes. You and don't I have want, to look at it as a job. Almost. Yes. And while, yes, and so, to some degree, fame does not equal freedom. Yeah, it that's very true. equals freedom for me to be able to create because I want to, not because I have to. Mm-hmm. And that's where I want to be. Be. And yeah. the price is that I also do not have privacy. But I think to some degree, though, I don't think directors and screenwriters while I also love acting and want to be an actress, don't have as much publicity. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, so much of their life is not 
to like open to the public as much as it is for actors and singers, um, people yeah. who are like in the top forty, the A list. Yeah. So like directors still well, have a little bit of privacy. Also, like this is like gonna sound weird, but I almost feel like because of TikTok, we have gotten a glimpse into more famous people's like everyday life, and it has yes. almost brought them more down to like a place where I can better relate to them like they're almost more relatable now yeah because we've kind of gotten a glimpse into a part of them and their existence and their life that we don't get on the celebrity side yes and so it almost and I don't know if this is like true I'm I think there are crazy fans everywhere but I almost feel like people aren't as like they're not they don't respond the same way as like the starstruck oh my god I yeah like, it, I feel like everyone's kind of like way. yeah I almost feel like everyone's kind of like come down to this level where like yes they are this person but like looking at these like behind the scenes like they're literally like you and I <laughs> like yeah there's you know the thing that separates us is like the fact that everyone on planet earth knows who they are you know the majority of people know who they are so yes I, don't know. And I think I just, even seeing more celebrities having podcasts yes and making or, like podcasts. going on podcast or like yes. you know like being a Fucking, guest on a podcast as of today Meghan Markle has a podcast oh that's wild so that's wild. we're getting a look into like a former royal i mean she i think she, i guess yeah. she technically is still a royal yeah but really like know. but like demi was just on call her daddy so like you know people yeah. are like going on these podcasts and it just i don't know it just makes them seem more like relatable approachable. and on our level approachable that's a good word yes mm-hmm. they just seem like like normal people that just yeah, have a because platform. they are because exactly they are. <laughs> exactly exactly so like i think that's that's the part of it that like is interesting to me. Like, yeah. that's the part that, like, speaks to me. Like, yes, they can still be a normal person. They can still dance around in their kitchen if they want when they cook their noodles. Yes. Like, you know, it's... It is but I, think it is. I think there's some celebrities that you were never going to get that aspect of. Like, I just Taylor don't Swift. see... <laughs> Not even... Th- I could see Taylor Swift. <laughs> I can't see fucking Brad Pitt oh, making oh, a TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think there is some allure to him... Tom Cruise, Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. Meryl mm-hmm. Streep, like the really big, like I am putting forth money to go see this film, not because of the, what the plot is, but because they Meryl are a Streep movie star. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. There's not many movie stars left. Um, and when I, and I, I've had this theory I know since what you Top mean. Gun I know what came you mean. out. Yes. Yeah. When Top Gun Maverick came out, I always said that, oh, people are going to go see this film because Tom Cruise is in it. Mm-hmm. Yes, Top Gun is great, but Tom Cruise alone, I think, can sell a movie. Brad Pitt is also the same way. No one fucking cared to see Bullet Train, but people are seeing Bullet Train because Brad because Pitt is Brad the star Pitt. of it. Yes. Same with Sandra Bullock, Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep. There's but there's only not a, few. a lot of those that yes. are like coming up in the film. Industry. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. There's not a lot. Um, I would love to see another one. I, mm-hmm. I I feel like Andrew Garfield's right there. He okay. could, he has the potential to be there. Yes. But um, yeah, I would and love like to see more. And like the secrecy, I, I do like the secrecy of like some celebrities. Yes. Like I don't, the, like I the don't, one, I don't want to know everything, but I do think it's nice that some of them are like coming to that more approachable level. Yes. I don't want to know what Anne Hathaway has for breakfast because she is a magical woman. She's the queen of Genovia. I don't deserve that. I am not grateful enough to know she what the queen told of Genovia. Everyone, when I saw a TikTok where she told everyone on Ellen to like take the citrus and like peel it and then like breathe it in and then and then they were supposed to feel better and then she was like, and then she asked him, like, do you feel better? And they were all like, oh. and she's like, no, you don't, because I just made that whole thing up. Don't put everything in your mouth that a celebrity tells you to do. It was the funniest thing 
ever. <laughs> She's the queen of Genovium, and but I, I was stand like, by that. You're literally Anne Hathaway. Like, if you told me that you needed me to tie your shoe, I would literally bow down and tie your shoe. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't. What do you? What do you? I mean? know a queen when I see her. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Wow. I feel like we can talk about that forever. So right. Okay, number three. Before making a telephone call, oh, telephone, that's a weird word. Do you ever rehearse what you are going to say and first, why? First of all, why is telephone a weird word? I don't word? know. Like, do we say telephone? Sometimes, I guess. The telephone. It's not like, it's not like the word xylophone. Like, it doesn't come up in a vernacular every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you rehearse your conversation? Depends on who I'm calling. If I I'm was going to say this if same I'm making a, thing. Yeah. If I'm making a very important phone call, like business-wise or like insurance-wise, like an adult phone call, maybe. Um, if I, Do you? Fuck no. Uh, I will say gibberish on the phone with you and you'll just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say actually the... Sort of the opposite. If it's like a business call, I typically actually don't rehearse because I feel like the more I rehearse it, the more I forget. So I just kind of go with it. If Mm. it's like um, a call to like insurance or like to make like change something that was scheduled or like do something like that, then I'll kind of be like in my brain really fast. Or if I'm ordering to go food, I do need to go through that. I do, need, I do need to repeat. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. What would you constitute a perfect day for you? Ooh. Honestly, like getting up, going to get some coffee, like running some errands, going to like Target, um, coming home, maybe going on a little walk. Just like a me day. Like, I just want to spend, I just want it to be a me day. And I know See, what you're going to say. <laughs> what am I going to say? Well, you always bring up that one day in Charleston. <laughs> so, yes. And we are recreating that in a couple weeks. We are, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I need that day. <laughs> I need that, that day. That will be a very you know, good day. You don't understand. I need that day. Like, I need water at this point. Um... <laughs> So basically this amazing day was a day me and Hannah went to Charleston and we woke up, we had breakfast, and then we went and took photographs in downtown Charleston. Then we went shopping and then we went back to the hotel, changed, went and made candles. Which is so fun. Cute little factory. Then went to happy hour. I hated my drink. So Hannah finished my drink for me, got tipsy. I was sober. And then we went to dinner. She was tipsy and she's a great time when she's tipsy. I am. Not that she's, not that she's boring when she's sober, but it's just even more better. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a little bit better. (laughs) We went to dinner, got a tower of seafood, downed it in 30 minutes. And fries. The side of fries fries. was also great. (laughs) And then we went out for more drinks and just us two having a vibe all day was so much fun. And I love that. So that is one of my perfect days if I'm not doing anything. But honestly, like if I could think of a perfect day, this sounds like, I don't know if this sounds deep or this sounds like sad to some people, but if you have ADHD, you will understand a perfect day to me would be a day that I wake up with the motivation to write and Mm. be productive. Mm Mm-hmm. Because those days are far and few between. And so waking up with the motivation to not only work out, but to then go write, to leave my apartment and go to a cafe and write and be able to get a product of work done. 
I would be elated. I would be yeah. so happy. And then to and then to be able to go to dinner that evening with some friends, that would be great. Like I really would just love to have wake up with a normal level of dopamine and just also get work done. Yes, and also to piggyback on that, uh, like a good fall rainy day where yes. you're just like motivated to like get stuff done. That's also a perfect day for me. Yes. There always has to be coffee involved for it to be a good day. Okay. Yeah, I'm to that point in my addiction. I think it's honestly like a comfort thing at this point. For me, it's brunch. Just brunch. You do like going brunch. Brunch or just going out to dinner. And a meal out. Where, just me not cooking, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A meal, um, t- a day where I don't have to cook a single thing. That'd be great. Or like, or eat leftovers. Like I want something yes. new. I want something I didn't have to think about. I want to pick it off the yes. menu. I want multiple yes. options. I want yes. a waiter. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, this is an obvious question for you. Okay, when did you last sing to yourself, and when did you last sing to someone else? I do not recall the last time I sung to somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. Out I of, do. like, not, like, <laughs> singing my words and my daily, like, I'm going to go to the grocery store, like that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like I've done that multiple times I with you. I do it all the time. <laughs> but, like, actual singing performance? I have no idea. I could not recall top of my head. Um, Singing to myself? Yes. Oh, bitch, I work from home. Do you think I'm just sitting? (laughs) Do you think I'm sitting here in silence? All day long. (laughs) Literally me. uh, I had to drive like like 20 minutes to work this morning. Um, I work in two different locations. And I put... um, that Ingrid song I was so obsessed with last week on repeat and also listen to August on repeat. So that was me singing to myself, uh, singing to Blaine in the kitchen the other night while I was cooking. I hooked up my phone to the Bluetooth and we went through like all these old like like hollow notes. Uh, there was some Dolly on there and like nine to five. Like it was just this like radio station we found and it was so fun. But yeah, that was the last time. I haven't performed sing in a long time. That needs to happen soon. Okay. If you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Mm, the mind. Mind of a 30-year-old. I do not want to, I do not want dementia and it runs in my family. I do not want Alzheimer's. I do not want to forget my life. I want to remember it. Well, I'm almost 30, and my mind is already fucked up because I got ADHD, so there's nothing I can do to change that. Uh, so it doesn't I'm, say, I'm it doesn't, the body. It doesn't say your mind. It says uh, the mind of a 30-year-old. So, like, well, also, if what if we get some, like, random mind? I don't want someone else's mind at the same either, time. I don't either. Like, if I could have my mind, see, at the same time, I wonder if I would be just as creative without ADHD because I, mm. I know that does help. So mm-hmm. if I don't have the ability to be creative, I don't want like I don't want that don't mind. Want it. So if True. I had to have my mind and have ADHD, I'm, I want the body. So what if I, you bitch, have the body but you forget your entire life, like you forget who you are? Bitch, who the fuck cares? I look hot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm yeah, going I'll to be, but I'll here's be the, whoever no, you want me here's to be. The thing. Honey. <laughs> here's the thing: at, 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 with ADHD, I'm already prone to having. Alzheimer's already mm-hmm. like I already cannot remember a lot of things in my life because I already have short-term memory so I've already come to the acceptance that I will forget majority of my life it runs in my family as well yeah. 
And mm-hmm. that's one reason why I started writing is so I could, and I write a lot of stuff that's inspired by my life. So I like, it's like Allie in the Notebook. Like I have things planned for when that does happen. But I, it's something that I'm like, well, I can't like change it. And unless you, know, you choose this option, <laughs> I want to have the adverse option. I want to look hot. Okay. Okay. You may look hot, and then I'll remember everything. And when you forget, I'll tell you. You can over remember and over my and memories and for me. And over again. Yeah, I got you. I got you. And then you're going to be like, who are you? I'm like, bye. Hey, and <laughs> like, also, it will make when all my friends that, honestly, die. That would be a really good movie idea. Like the, one, like, like the one elderly woman who remembers everything and looks like shit. And the one who looks hot and can't remember a dang thing. Hey. And how they how they run the nursing home. I think that would be lit. It will make when all my friends well, that's pass that's just going to be us. No, we're going to be besties in the nursing home. Like, your room's going to be across from mine. I'm not going to be in a nursing home. How Where are you, you going to be? Rich in my mansion in Laguna Beach, bitch. Okay, wait till you fall down the stairs, okay? Just wait. Who said it was two levels? <laughs> not with you <laughs> i have it all planned out bitch we talked okay. about this do you have a secret hunch about how you're gonna die listen i'm not putting any of these words out into the future i am not manifesting this <laughs> no i really don't okay good. um i don't either i do say on my hinge profile um i'm looking for somebody funny smart and willing to avenge my death if i'm murdered um okay so okay. If I murdered at least somebody, hopefully my partner is willing to avenge my death. But I don't have a hunch about how I'm going to die. I don't want to have a hunch about how Mm -mm. I'm going to die. No. Hope it's in my sleep. Okay. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. Okay, so are we going to do this like a friend, like us? Yes. Oh, okay. Bitch, what partner do I have? (laughs) (laughs) Me. I'm your soulmate, duh. Um... What do we have in common? <laughs> Our podcast? Hannah. We are the same fucking person. <laughs> we go to restaurants together. One of us orders a meal and then we just tell the waiter, I'll same have thing. what she's fucking having. Because we're the same fucking person. So a lot of things are in common. We don't need to answer <laughs> this one. Okay. We got a lot of we got a lot of things in common. <laughs> okay, skipping, skipping. <laughs> For what in your life do you feel most grateful? Hmm. Dang. These are getting deep. I'm not ready for this. Um, my parents. Because they've always supported everything that I've done and all my creative adventures. Yeah. And helped me in the best way that they possibly could at the time, whether it's financially or spiritually or emotionally. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. know that. Yeah. Honestly, I'd probably have to agree. I feel like... I wouldn't be where I am without my parents. Yeah. Because I have um, friends who were in the creative arts and they don't have parents backing them in their um, endeavors. And ever since I knew what I wanted to do at the age of fucking five years old, um, they have never been like, you should be a doctor. Um, yeah. They've been like, yeah, that's what you want to do. Okay, cool. Just don't half ass it. Go at it full force. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely biggest supporters. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I wish my parents would have moved to Los Angeles when I asked them to at nine years old. Um, You're like, listen, we could have already had this ball I could have been going at this a lot sooner. 
Like, you know, like we we just delayed the process of anything. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, yes. I honestly, like, right now can't think of anything because I feel like, like, the way I was raised and the things that I went through, like, uh, cliche, like, led me to where I am today. Like, I don't know if I would have been the, be the same person if things had gone differently in any aspect of my life. Like, I feel like everything truly does, like, line up and happen for, like, whatever reason and it, it like brings you to where you are today um so I, th- I don't I think know the, the only thing I can think of and I don't know if any I don't know how exactly it could have been done differently because I am not a parent so I don't know how the fuck this happens but and I think it's also um a side effect of being an only child I wish I didn't have such a codependent relationship with my mother and my parents because I feel like that has also now transpired into my romantic relationships and I wonder Mm -hmm. if we had had a more um while I do feel like I'm independent I'd I I wonder like if my in my childhood if something like happened and I don't know how you would remedy that or anything like that um but that's the only thing I can think of um that could have had a that could have had a uh adverse effect on how I am today yeah like yeah Mm uh we're gonna skip this one right well, the question is, take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Um, just listen to all 145 episodes of this podcast. You'll learn a lot about us. We've been through the ringer. We don't got time for that one. No. <laughs> oh, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? I feel like yours would be dancing. Because <laughs> I know you can't dance and like... <laughs> I feel like if you, you've always told me you wish you could dance. I do wish, I do wish I could dance. Bitch, I was over here like, I want to read minds. I want to fly. <laughs> I'm like back in like, <laughs> like in elementary school and everyone's like, what superpower do you want? Oh, no, wait, actually, realistic. I, okay, realistic, like actually, yeah. Because I would be so much better in music videos. And like, if I actually were to perform on stage, like I'd be so much more confident if I could, like, move my body a little bit, even if it was, like, a fucking, like, four-square step. What's it called? Jazz square. I can do one of those. Even, like, dancing. Are you sure about that? Even, like, like my first dance, I'm terrified. Terrified. Literally terrified. Don't know what to do. Um, So, yeah, dancing could actually be a good one. Um, Uh, I wish I could play an instrument. Okay. What instrument? If you could pick one. I mean, I, I feel... Don't say violin. No, God, no. Uh, I, I've always said guitar because yeah. that was the instrument that I tried to learn. Mm-hmm. But I always think about how badass people are when they just... There's a piano randomly in there and they just sit down. They can fucking start going at it like really well. And I'm like, that's just so badass. I know. I wish I could play piano a little bit better than I can. But it's okay one day. Still but got also room drums. Drums are fucking cool as hell too. Um, I'm thinking electric. I love an electric guitar. I think yeah. when when a woman plays an electric guitar, it is incredibly well, see, that was the, awesome. That was what I originally wanted to learn was how to play the electric guitar. Yeah. But it was a lot more expensive to buy an electric guitar than it is to buy an acoustic mm-hmm. guitar. And they were like, well, you probably should learn acoustic learn, first. Yeah, but learn acoustic first. It really yeah. doesn't matter. Like, I don't, <laughs> Yeah, I honestly don't know if it actually really matters. I don't think it helps, if anything, because it's yeah. feel like it's so different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. set two. Okay, we're on set two. Look at us making moves. Next next level. Next level. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, 
the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Honestly, uh-huh. am I going to get married? Okay. Because if I'm not going to get married, oh my God, the amount of fucking stress that that would take off so many aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. I then, if I'm never going to get married, like that's definite, I can never change that answer. It would take so much pressure off of relationships, yeah. off of, you know, like being scared of what's going to happen with this person. Like, I'm not going to get married. So like. It doesn't really matter. Oh, it doesn't really matter. Do, we like, just what the, do whatever we want. And then yeah. when it ends, it ends and we move on. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then I also, it would just, I would alleviate so much distraction from my life too, of like feeling like I have to like find like a person to be with and everything. And, you know, worried about going on dates all the time. It's like, well, I'm never going to get married. So it's not like I have like a time limit or anything mm-hmm. for that to happen. So yeah. It, mm-hmm. And then like, I don't have to worry about waiting to get married, to have children. I could just go ahead and like have my own child or adopt or something like that. And not have to worry about that getting in the mix of anything. It would just alleviate so much stress. Yeah. Not who I'm going to marry, but like if I am going to get married. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it might be sad at first, but um, I think in the long run, it would just be much more beneficial to my health. Yeah. I, I do not know. I want to know if I'm going to have kids, like if I'm going to be able to have kids. I've had, always had this weird feeling that that's be, not. So you want to know if you're able to have kids mm-hmm. or if you're going to have children? Able to have kids. Like me, myself, well, and I. Bitch, you can just go get a test for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather just ask the crystal ball. <laughs> no, you don't have to wait for a crystal ball. You can go to a doctor right I'm gonna now get and find one of those, that out. I'm going to get one of those magic eight balls and <laughs> just ask that. I don't know. Why are we waiting for fucking, like, that Raven Simone to show up here Listen, with her little crystal ball? I'd rather hear it from a crystal ball because then it may may not, you know, 100% be true. So, you know. Okay. Say lovey. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time and why haven't you done it? Um, yeah, I have my own fucking TV show. Why haven't I done it? Because no one's fucking giving me the money to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, basically. Boom. Record an album, don't have the money. <laughs> Working towards it, though. Slowly, but surely. Chipping away. It's the only thing. <laughs> what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Currently. So far, I would have to say, like, finally recording a song in Nashville with a producer that I really, really like. Um, who has encouraged me to continue writing and come back and, like, is very supportive. I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to go to Nashville to do that. Um, so I felt like that was a really, it was spur of the moment. It was big and it just like lit a fire under me and then I got engaged. So but it's been kind of on the back burner, but like, I feel like that was something that needed to happen for me. Like I needed to get out of my comfort zone of like just doing things locally. Um, and Nashville was a long way for me to go to like try something new. So I think that's it so far. Uh, mine was plain and simple. It's just moving to Los Angeles because mm-hmm. soon as I found out what Hollywood was at nine years old and I was like, okay, I want to live there. Um, so yeah, just that sheer thing. And I remind myself sometimes that, you know, how I am making my inner child happy and like eight year old me would be so happy and proud of me and everything. And not to forget that. And 
you know, there are days where like my dreams do feel so far out of reach and reminding myself that I am in Los Angeles and that I need to take advantage of that more because I feel like I don't take advantage of it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, because it is still easy to get upset and depressed here sometimes. Um, but, and it does feel isolating sometimes, but reminding myself that, um, I've already accomplished some of the biggest things that I've ever wanted to in my life and all before I was 30. And it doesn't matter if it happens after 30, but I, one thing for me was really to do it before I was 30. So I was happy that I was able to do that. Um, and am I exactly where I want to be at? No, but I am working and striving towards that every day, baby steps and reminding myself that yep. I, I have accomplished step one of what mm-hmm. my biggest goals are, that yeah, it is exactly. not something that's going to happen Overnight. Overnight. Which is what I used to think. <laughs> I've only been here like 10 months. I literally wrote a letter to Santa Claus one year that was like, make me a famous pop star. Thanks. <laughs> and I woke up the next day and I was like, cool. Santa's not real. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a pop star. <laughs> yep. Nope. Um, but it takes work. It takes it work. It does. And reminding yourself of that and that it doesn't come easy and that you have to put forth work to get there. And that, that was another thing too, someone told me, uh, I don't remember what percentage of it is, but um, I've already beat like, I think it's like 80% of people who want to do what I want to do because I'm living in LA. Mm -hmm. I've made the decision to move to Los Angeles and to put forth this much effort and make connections and getting there. So I'm already ahead of so many other people because of that decision. Yeah. Um, and I've already sacrificed so much to make the decision because there's a lot of people I went to grad school with that are not doing that. And um, just reminding myself of that every day. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of over this question, but <laughs> what do you value most in a friendship? <laughs> I feel like everyone always is like, be trustworthy. That's not even just being trustworthy. Just being able to feel like I can relax around you. Yeah. And be yeah, my like sit in silence self. and not feel... Like I had that about it. I have a conversation. Yes. Yeah. And I can that- just let my walls down and be my natural self. Yeah. 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 Vulnerability is good. What is your most treasured memory? So far, getting engaged. Wow. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. So it's okay if you can't think of anything. I'm <laughs> just staring into the abyss with this one. Like... Um, I don't even, oh God, I know. My most treasured memory. I had to cut out the fucking time of this one because it's going to take me forever to think of something. Um, I can't fucking think of anything. I, again, I just said I have ADHD. I don't have memory. Um, That's okay. That's okay. These are hard questions because the next one is what is your most terrible memory? (laughs) Uh, the doctor breaking up with me. Oh, Yeah. That's easy. That one's easy. The terrible things are easy to remember. <laughs> the trauma is right in the forefront of my mind. Um, I actually can't think of a terrible memory. So there we go. We even each other out. We balance each other out. Um, yeah. Can't think of anything right now. I think I'm in like happy bubbly mode. And it's um, me. I'm like, oh, it's so funny. Everybody's like, what's the perfect day? And I'm like, I don't know. Charleston. I always say Charleston because I can't think of anything else. I know. It's so like, you think about think. one thing, so it's going to be your answer every single time someone asks. Yeah. yeah. But, well, oh, my God. What's, like, the lowest you've ever felt that wasn't, like, physical? 
boom, I got that for you. Yeah. 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 Yin and yang here. (laughs) So true. (laughs) If you knew that, if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're now living? Why? Absolutely. I would not, I would not be working full time. I would be traveling the world. I would be writing and recording all the songs. I would be leaving a literal memoir of everything in my brain while also spending it with the people that I love. If that were to be able to happen in one year. So I would, li- I would liquidate my savings and make a fucking film. I'd get the fucking hustling on my script Make a yeah, full-fledged independent be, film. Like, we would have a timeline. I would be yeah. like, this is what we're doing here, here, here. And I also would want to travel. And I also would not want to work. I would not want to be a speech therapist if I had one year left. Like, bye. So yeah. I love y'all. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm quitting my I'm job. Dying I'm dying liquid- so. <laughs> I'm quitting my job. I'm liquidating my savings. I'm making my full-fledged, like, film. And um, I'm going to, like, find a producer who will try to sell it after I die, basically. Um, yeah. And I'm going to tell people that I love more. And why am I not doing that now? Um, because I can't afford to liquidate my savings. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I need my job. And why have I not told more people that I love them? Um, because I'm scared. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So because we're not dying in a year. So <laughs> yeah. we're still here. Uh, what does friendship mean to you? I feel like this is the same. I feel like that's the same question. We're going to skip on through. What yeah. roles do love and affection play in your life? We're the one getting married. Uh-huh. And I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> what is that even asking? I guess, how do, how do you show affection? Oh, quality time. Duh. Okay. So is that how you show somebody that you are like you love them and care for them? Yes. Okay. Definitely. For mm-hmm. me. Spending time with them, you know, like being interested in things that they're interested in, listening. Yeah. That sort of thing. Quality time and then... I think also for me, it's acts of like doing things for them. Acts oh, of yeah. Mm-hmm. Helping people out the best way I can. Yeah. Um, there's a way I can help like alleviate, make your life easier. Because um, mm-hmm. it's very much how my mother is. Um, yeah. Um, this is one we probably won't do, but this would be a good one for, you know, if you're talking to someone else. But it's like alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner and share like five items of it. We can do That'd one. That'd be a good. Okay. Hmm. You can go first. I'm thinking. (laughs) You have to think about it? How many times have I told you that I'm exhausted and my brain is dead? (laughs) Um, I honestly like how blunt you are. Like, I like your bluntness. And I think it is a positive characteristic about you because I think everybody needs that person who will give their honest opinion and isn't afraid to give their honest opinion because I think there's too many people in the world who are like who shy away from that when in reality like that's what a lot of people are seeking is like somebody who will actually be like honest and like you don't do it in a harsh way you do it in a caring way like no this is like this is why I think this you always have a reason to back it up too and I think that's really I don't know I think it's I think a lot of people may see that as like a negative but I think it's a I think it's a huge positive, and I think yeah. more people need to try to I don't be like that. Do it with everybody because I I know that everybody doesn't like. Know some people that don't I'm receive that well, but like yes, I feel like I I feel like I used to not receive it well, but I feel like I'm getting better at it, and I appreciate it differently now that I am like where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's one you, of them. You um, 
your motherly aspects. <laughs> I was like, come on. <laughs> no, I was. I knew what it was. I was trying to figure out how to word it. I guess. Yeah. Um, you are a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with children for a living. <laughs> I also have two dogs. I like that you're a mom. Um, I like that you're my mom. <laughs> but, like, you're always, like, prepared. Yes. Um, you thrive in a crisis. I, I um, do. I do. You like problem solving. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, have like, a lot of tabs open. Moms have a lot of tabs open. But you're also, like, willing to, like, just listen. And mm-hmm. someone like me, I need that. And, I, I mean, that's the relationship I have with my mom, too, in a way. Yeah. But I don't tell my mom everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you're very open and receiving and just you look I out try, for everybody. And I also try to, like, give a calm presence sometimes, mm-hmm. depending on the person sometimes. and the situation, if I'm hangry or not. Sometimes. But, like, with, like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like people warm up to me really easily, like, especially mm-hmm. in my job because I work with, like, closely with families. So Again. I feel like everyone warms up. Thought you were a bitch, and then that quickly changed. Um, so Well, I can be. Yes. So, there we go. Okay. (laughs) How close and warm is your family? Do you feel like your childhood was happier than most other people's? Yes and yes. (laughs) Still say yes, yours yes, for sure. (laughs) For fucking sure. I didn't. (laughs) I can answer that one for you. Yes. (laughs) We had a lot of fun. (laughs) Um... Because, like, we share stories, and you're like, I didn't have that trauma. <laughs> I'm like, we were cooking hot dogs on the back, like, playing on the trampoline. Like, what you talking about? I mean, like, I had a great childhood. Like, no, I, did, I definitely know. did not grow up, like, with, like, a ton of money or anything. But I still feel like it was never felt like, you know, anything was upset or rough or sad. Like, we always yeah. had a great time no matter yeah. what. I didn't grow up, like, poor, poor or anything like that. No, but like you that. still had, like, a rich – you had a rich childhood. Like, yes. in, in all the things that you in did. love and, people, and yes, happiness. Exactly. Yes, I was always made – I was – constantly made sure that I was loved and um, my happiness was the most important thing to my parents and my grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, That was always made sure and taken care of. Um, So, yes, I do feel like I had a happy childhood. I mean, there were things that were hard times. I I fought with my parents like a normal child does and everything, and there were, you know, things that happened, like, within my family that are not – amazing and like didn't and have some family members that aren't amazing but um I never felt like as a child like my relationship with my parents was a thing that we worried about it was a relationship that I had with my peers in school Mm -hmm. that made my childhood not happy but when I was home that was never that was never an issue yeah yeah how do you feel about your relationship with your mother oh we're like besties I love my mom I feel like we have a really good relationship. I feel like it's gotten a lot stronger in the past couple of years. Um, and I'm glad that I live close to her because she, especially during this season, holy cow, I literally would not have a wedding mm-hmm. without my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really close. Um, and I, I feel like we're yeah. like, I'm like her mini me. Very yeah, much. Yeah, you are. You are. Very much so. I mean, I feel like we could say the same about me and my mom. 100%. Um, yeah. But I, I personally definitely think, and she may probably will disagree, I definitely think me living in Los Angeles has only made our relationship get better because prior I was working for her. And when you are working and living with someone, mm-hmm. your patience runs thin and it's easy for them to get on your nerves constantly. Um, <laughs> and um, while I don't regret working for my mother, I think that was a great time and it was, you know, 
I, I really valued it and everything um, for that time being. I do think that having that distance and not constantly being around each other 24-7 just allows us to have that more appreciation and love for each other. And we're not bickering. And it's the same with both of my parents. Um, yeah. Having that distance allows... Because um, we're all just so... We're, all three of us are just so similar. Yes. That. Yes. I went to Disney World with you all. <laughs> It was me, the lone wolf with all the tigers. (laughs) (laughs) Except for your mom, because me and her were the lone wolves together at some points. (laughs) Because, yeah, you get my dad involved, and yeah. Yeah, Um, you guys are fiery. Yes. (laughs) Your mom's like, let's us all be friends. She's such a Libra. She's such a Libra. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, but also go. But also let's go to the castle. (laughs) So, yeah, like having that distance, well, like I do miss them. And there are definitely times that I wish I had them here. And especially I wish I had my mom here, you know, to help me with certain things. Um, And I do think that this has, and I knew it would help. I knew that me moving out and me, you know, moving across the country would only make our relationship better because that's how it was when I was in college. Um, yep. Because, and it's just purely because we are so similar mm-hmm. that while we can get along perfectly well and have a great time and like, you know, but if we're 24 seven around each yeah. other, it's a it lot. is like being with yourself 24 yeah. seven, you're going to get on each other's nerves. It's like if me and you were around each other for tw- like every, like if we mean you live together and everything, while well, yeah. I love you and I, I would, think you would we, get on my nerves so and I would fun. get on your nerves. Yeah, we're going to get each other's we nerves. We would have it's, times where we would just be like, <sighs> because I'm like that with my my parents, my siblings. I shared a bathroom with my sister. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Except just I could tell you, way. I could tell you to fuck off and like just leave me alone and like you wouldn't take it the bad way. I no. can't tell that to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think she would cry on the She spot. would be so hurt by that. If yeah. I said, can you just leave me alone? She'd be like, okay, I'm so sorry. I was just trying to love you. I know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Like if I told it to you, you'd be like, honestly, same. Like I need time. Like honestly, life. I'm going into my room and I'm closing the door. Please don't speak to me for 36 hours. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll see you in two days. <laughs> okay. Last group. And then it's going to be a long episode. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Make... Three true we statements each. For instance, we both, we are both in this room feeling. We're not going to do this one. Next one. Complete the sentence. I wish I had someone with whom I could share my feelings with. (laughs) (laughs) Romantically. I wish I had someone with whom I could share. I don't know. I don't really like to share. (laughs) I have to share all day with children. Your bills? Bills. <laughs> bills. Will you pay my bills? I have to pay my telephone bill. Because <laughs> I bought an iPhone 13 that I didn't need. <laughs> and that's why I'm still rocking iPhone 10. What's up, bitch? Yeah, just don't. It's about the same as my car payment. Nope. Fuck that. No. Well, okay, but my car payment is $91 a month, so... <laughs> Still, no. (laughs) No. All right. If you were going to become a close friend with your partner, please share what would be important for him or her to know. So, like, I am a huge huge worrier. I overthink everything, including texts that you send. (laughs) I've been really liking this voice memo texting we've been doing, this voice texting. It's been great. It's been great. But do you worry about the subtext of what I'm saying? 
No, I'm just, I no, I'm just saying that like if you didn't know me, like even if you were to okay. be like, ha ha ha, I'd be like, oh, that was a lot of ha 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 Especially in the beginning, like getting to know someone, I would overthink everything. Now I'm like, whatever, Emily's, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> or like, oh, or like what? <laughs> a lot of times it's like, huh. Um, I feel like we should also answer this for each other, too. Uh, if you were going to become a close friend with Hannah, I feel like you should also know that uh, if she gets an attitude, <laughs> it's not directed at you. Um, and to just give her a couple minutes, and she'll get over it. And apologize. Uh, <laughs> I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> You're not a terrible human being. Um, um, hmm, I'm trying to think I'll of see, how I could do me, it for you. I, mine would be I'm a control freak. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Oh, if you're going to be friends with Emily and you can tell that she's overwhelmed, don't speak. <laughs> like, just give her moments. Because I will never forget. <laughs> we were in Wilmington and you were like, just don't speak to me. I need to figure out what we're doing. <laughs> we were like walking somewhere. I don't even remember what we were doing. And I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> My hands will go in the air. You like, are go, very the- like, it, I mean, it's written all over your body that you're like, I, I just need a minute. Like, I'm so. staring off into space. My mm-hmm. hands are in the air. They're on my face. Yes. Yes. I give have her, I like give my her eyes those are, minutes. Give my them. eyes are big. Yeah. Give, give the minutes. <laughs> yeah. I, I also have a three-question limit when I get home. Um, and no, you luckily, need 15 minutes to decompress. I thought that was your thing. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, don't speak to me for 15 minutes. I think, yes. I think Blaine is that way. And I, he walks in the door. I'm like, hey, how was your day? <laughs> I'm like, like, it's... I try to ask me that, but then, but then when I'm quiet, he's like, "Are you like? Why didn't you say anything when I walked in?" And I'm like, "You can greet me. I'm still a human being. I don't understand what you want me to do. Like, greet me, but also like, don't unload like all. Like, I know you probably have stories you want to tell me. Don't unload all of them the second I walk in. Like, let me." change into my loungewear right we need to be and, in loungewear yes and i need I to have a cold thing. diet dr pepper in my hand i think that's the thing that is the moment i have switched from work mode to home mode mm-hmm. and it's like now i'm ready yes i'm right. ready i can receive your i can be present yes yes um Tell your partner what you like about them be very honest this time saying things that you might not say to someone you've just met um, I'm trying to think of like something I wouldn't like normally say. Yeah, same. Ditto. Okay. Well, y'all can do this one at home. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything. Oh my gosh. Share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life. And share with the rest of the world that's listening to this podcast. Um, hmm. <laughs> God. I'm trying to decide if I want to share this on the podcast or not. No, you got to share it. You got a memory. You got to share it, bitch, because I can't think of anything. Did I ever tell you about the time I had quite the um, <laughs> time in Belk? In a Belk? <laughs> okay. So, long time ago. Probably wasn't that long. I think I was probably like 13 or 14. Did you shit in the dressing room? <laughs> just wait. <laughs> just wait. Um, we were shopping. I don't know what we were shopping for. Anyways, I had to pee so bad. Like, so bad. So my sister and I go up to the top of Belk. We were on, the, like, the third floor up to the bathroom. And we walk in, and Lindsay, my sister, goes into the very last stall and just 
bust out laughing. I mean, the like most like true laughter I've ever heard. And she's laughing and I like go to see what she's laughing at. And there has been shit smeared all over the wall. So I am like dying laughing at the situation so bad that I pee myself in the Belks upstairs third floor. So I'm like in the bathroom, like freaking out because I'm this 14 year old girl who could not manage her urine. And I'm like calling my mom on my razor cell phone. I'm like, mom, I need you to buy me some pants so that we can leave. So she buys me sweatpants that are high waters. So I am this like mortified 14-year-old girl that has to walk out of the mall with a high water sweatpants on. And I just threw away my like other pants. It was mortifying, but also hilarious at the same time. So that is my that is my pee story. All right. Alrighty then. The only thing I can think of is my 23rd birthday. I was in Wilmington. You were not there. Mm-mm. And I was at a bar. I was getting overwhelmed and I was tipsy. Mm-hmm. And I was on the verge of a panic attack. I took a shot that was way too fucking big. So I didn't also drink it all. Like yeah. Most of it went down my chest. Um, and then right after I did it and it hit me and like this, like I felt the vodka go through my system. I started having a panic attack and then threw up right there in the middle of the bar. (laughs) Throwing up in the middle of the bar is so bad. Yeah. And I was, it wasn't my 21st birthday. Like I was 23. You're like, this is not acceptable. (laughs) This is not acceptable. This is no Um, longer okay. (laughs) Yeah. But and I remember, like, Caitlin and Jen, like, rushed me out of the bar and everything to the sidewalk. And, like, I didn't have to throw up anymore, but I was shaking violently. Like, my hands were, like, mm-hmm. how I am when I have a full-fledged panic attack. And they're like, are you okay? I was like, I, like, I am having a panic attack. Like, I cannot, like, control it and everything. And, yeah, that caused me to, it's not because I was drunk, but it was because I was my anxiety was because it was such a crowded bar yeah and um like I just felt like I was and I'm not claustrophobic it was just so much was going on that I just was about to like break and people were like handing me shots left and right and stuff like that that I just couldn't make it the executive decision and so my body was just like okay panic Mm -hmm. yeah yeah oh okay when did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself. By myself. Was it today? Like, <laughs> like last <laughs> This week. Sometime this week. Wait, I honestly think it might have been. In front of another person? Couldn't fucking tell you. Probably also today. <laughs> we know I don't cry in front of other people. I cry all the time. So, again, yin and yang. I genuinely could not tell you the last time I cried in front of another person. Okay, we are not going to do this one because I also feel like this has done been done too many times. But the next question would be, tell your partner something that you like about them already. I guess this is maybe for like... Getting to know them. Yeah. Getting to know them, a new thing. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about? This is a hard one because... You <sighs> use humor for everything? Use humor for everything. So I have 
really fucking fucked up jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it'd be like the obvious, like anything to do with like racism, racism or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like those mm-hmm. kind of things, obviously too serious, but like, I, especially people, me, I right. cannot joke about that. Right. But like people joke about like death and that's like sometimes how people like deal I, with me, that. I literally did that today. Right. Um, yeah. So, so like, I think there's, I think, I think it just depends on the topic. Like don't be insensitive, and the person. but also, and the person that you're joking with. Um, so I don't know. And, there, of, and there's going to be some people who are like, you can't joke about 9-11. Bitch, I was at a comedy club the other day and I heard someone make a 9-11 joke and it was right, fucking great. Right, right, and <laughs> I think And I think it's too all about, like, the context of, of like, w- yeah. what the joke is being said. Like, I love comedy and, like, a lot of comedians joke about some, like, really out there stuff. And so, like, you just yes. kind of have to take it with a grain like, of salt, heard, but also... I have you know, heard some men make the funniest fucking abortion jokes. Yeah. Like... It really is all about intent, and yes. I, that and this is coming from somebody. I li- I write comedy, and I right. write very dark comedy, and it is all about intent. And usually, you can tell someone's intention. Me as right. a white woman, me as a white woman, I cannot make racist jokes. Like I cannot make jokes about black people and or anything like that. Like I, right. I am not in that lived experience. Yes. So like yes. it is not something for me to joke about. Exactly, um, I agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I guess, yeah, like you said, I think it really does come down to intent. So, yeah. And I love comedy. Like, I think it's so much fun. And I think a lot of people, like I said earlier, like use humor to get through like a lot of things and, and it may be dark and twisted, but it's literally how I, it's a safety mechanism for so many people, Mm -hmm. um, because it is how they process the pain the best way they fucking can. Um, because they are terrified to get down to the root of what is actually bothering them. It's the first step, I think, into understanding, like, your own trauma or anything. And the more comfortable you get with that trauma, the more you're able to joke about it, too. Because um, I know so many people who have dead parents, and they fucking joke about that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Many things just like that. Like, I just think that it is a way that people process and deal with grief and many other things. Yeah. I've sure. always been the one to say that I don't want people crying at my funeral. I want people laughing, make jokes no, about it's it. A, we're Please. celebrating my life. Yes. Like, it's a party. It's not for me anyways. No. Like, it's literally I'm for literally you guys. Dead. I'm literally dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not even present. I'm Unless literally it's my dead. Ghost. I'm literally okay. dead. Okay. If you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them yet? Hannah knows exactly what it is that I would um, want to say and who I'd want to say it to and why exactly I have not said it. And that's all the context that you need. Yes, and I have nothing to add to this. Because <laughs> I am an oversharer. I am an oversharer. But there is one person who mm-hmm. I have not told my feelings towards. And mm-hmm. um, it's okay. You'll get there. It's just, they, I will eventually. It's just not the time or place. Am I going to wait till it's too late again? Probably. Um, but time and place. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you gals don't get to know everything. Sorry. No, I do <laughs> not. Okay. So your house containing everything you own catches on fire. After saving your loved ones and pets, you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be and why? My laptop. I was going to say my laptop. My script, my scripts are all on that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a ton 
of lyrics and mem- and like voice memos and stuff on my laptop. So it would definitely be that. Yeah. Um, yeah. With the external hard drive attached I'm like, to the USB. The, with the external hard, yeah. dri- hard drive and my, also my journal that also has things in it. Everything but just yeah. all together. I, when I lived in North Carolina and we had fucking tornado warnings, my, I would go get my laptop and put yeah. it underneath my body. And my mom made fun of me. I'm like, no, you don't realize all of my scripts are on this fucking thing. They are also, some of them are on the Google, on the Google Drive and everything. They're on iCloud too still. But it's but still, still like, yeah, you need to feel that security of having it literally with fuck you. Fuck my phone. Also, we need the charger. We can buy a charger though. We can buy a charger. And I can, I, fuck my phone. I can get a new phone. All the stuff that's on my phone that I need is also on my laptop. True. The notes true. app is on my laptop. This is very true. So. This is very true. My text messages, laptop. Yeah. The, even the ones you thought you deleted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have two more. Of all the people in your family whose death would you find most disturbing? Why? Um, I don't know. All of them. That's not an answer, but... Taking your parents out of the situation, because I'm going to take my parents out of the situation, too, because obviously if my parents died, that is going to kill me. Yeah. So removing parents out of it. Well, does Blaine count as my family? Because that would really suck. Not yet. Well, I can't choose between my siblings. I was going to say, so pick I literally a favorite have, sibling. <laughs> I literally have two. <laughs> like, that's... like No. <laughs> For me, if I'm taking my parents out of the equation, it would be my Nana. Oh, yes. 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 I also have four grandparents, so that's not also going to work. Like, I can't. So, Blaine. Me. It'd be me. <laughs> Charlie, my dog. I was going to say your dog. We just choose, bitch. like, the fish. <laughs> we don't have a fish. It died. Okay. Last one. Share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how she might handle it. Also ask your partner to reflect to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. This sounds like a therapy session. Should I tell the person who I want to tell these feelings to? I have always said yes. When? When it feels right. In person. In person. I shouldn't write a letter. Um, you could do both. Whichever one feels right in the moment. That doesn't help. Also, asking Hannah for advice when there's multiple options. Yeah, you need to just give me one. You cannot give Hannah. You cannot give Hannah multiple choice questions in person when it feels right, and then you threw in a letter, and so now I feel like you got good writing skills. So like, also that could be cool, and then it's like actually (laughs) on paper that he could frame at your wedding, which could also be cool. So I don't know. There are a lot of things that could that. What if you just said in person, read this. You or know, just like, read actually, the letter. Like, give it to him. Or just read the letter. Or just like read it. Or like a mono like monologue it. <laughs> just get on a fucking stage. Get on and a do stage. a soliloquy. <laughs> do a soliloquy. I have a soliloquy prepared for you. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. please sit down. Mm-hmm. Um my personal how, Can problem. you reflect? Oh, can, can I you reflect? reflect? On how you seem to be feeling about the problem I have chosen. You are feeling very conflicted about this problem. I've gone back and forth on this problem for months now. We need a magic eight ball. <laughs> should I should I do it today? Oh my god. Not yet. <laughs> do you have a personal problem? Yes, mine's my imposter syndrome about freaking playing shows around town. 
We and it has been this for years. And you already, we, you've already told me what to do. To and do you're it. reflecting on it that I am an imposter. <laughs> or feeling Hannah's like one. Been, Hannah's been nervous to play live shows um, for a while. And it, the reason is just because of why you're worried about your repertoire. You're worried about people's judgment of you. I think I'm worried. Both. I think I'm worried about having to fill a specific like time slot. Okay, well, you know how you figure out what the time slot is? You ask. go to bars and ask. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, I would love. I know that you guys have um, open mics that you like. You have, you love having live performers. I would love to have an opportunity to do that. Curious though, what the time slot is like? Is it a thirty minute set, an hour set? What am I looking at? That way, I just know how to arrange. Like, yeah, how to arrange. Um, yeah. A good performative set for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, I like, what, what equipment do you have? Do yes. I need to provide all my equipment? Do um, you have stuff that I can use? Because I can already tell you one bar I know in town has equipment there that you don't have to even bother bringing your own sound system. They have oh, their own speakers. Oh, that's very cool. They have their own speakers. You just had to hook up to it. Oh, um, beautiful. And because um, some, some bars don't. But some, yeah. sometimes if you're doing like more like casual things. I also know people who work at these bars. I literally have it laid out for Hannah. Um, <laughs> I know. I know. To where she would not have to do work. And it's I'm doing that out of the kindness of my heart because I love her and I want to do that. Um, yep. I just need yeah. to, I, I really need to just sit down and finalize like some good like. Play through a set for Blaine. Yes. Yeah. Let me, let me get a set together first. <laughs> I already know but in like, my brain like what songs I would want. Like, like Valerie. Valerie's a great bar song i'm an imposter and it's fine and i think this was fun this was a really long episode but it's a fucking long we haven't done a very long episode though we haven't we've been in keeping a while. under an hour so i feel like this was a nice little apparently know. at the end of the experiment the pairs were asked to spend four uninterrupted minutes staring into each other's eyes and we all know how much i fucking hate that so I told Blaine that we have to practice like standing up at the altar and like just looking at each other. Like we need to pra- so like we need to practice that because that's like a lot, you know? It's a lot of pressure. Not but that I can't listen, look at listening, him. You're listening to something. Yeah. yeah. But like I, I'm afraid I'm gonna wanna turn when I really should be not. I don't know. You know what I you mean? You can turn to the priest, minister, yeah. yeah. Or I'm like whoever they are. Yeah, she's a reverend, but I'm like, do I look at you? And then I look at you. Like, we need to make sure that we're looking at each other at the points where we're supposed yes. to be looking at each other. We just yes. need practice. It's the uninterrupted silence where um, that gets me nervous because I'm just like, I've sat there on FaceTime with people mm-hmm. and like, you, 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 you're into a lull in the conversation and they're just like, <laughs> like, I don't like this, Chrissy, wake up. <laughs> I don't like this. Please make us say something <laughs> like yes. so yeah um do that to your own free will we will not be doing that part no um, we're good. but we hope you gals um decide to do this though like with your partner with a friend with family i think it's a really great way to kind of like you know just feel more relaxed about somebody and like just you know, feel like you know someone a lot better and obviously like do it if you first meet somebody do it now even if you know somebody for years like we just did i think it's a great way and not only does it help you just like fall in love so great date idea but it also just you know brings people closer together which i think is fun and we haven't done a fun episode like this in a while so i know it's been a you're minute, welcome so thank you you're welcome this was my idea <laughs> <laughs> whoa
Wait, were you saying you're welcome to the gals? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, good day, just, good night, goodbye. Is that what you said last time? Good day, good, good night. Good day, good night, goodbye. I can't do it as fast as you. It's annoying. <laughs> G'day, g'day, g'day. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.